The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash LOL. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash LOL. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Good afternoon, everybody. It is currently about 2.35 p.m. Eastern on January 23rd. Just a quick recap of the LPL from this morning. We had OMG against WE. Really, really strange game one in this game. Uh, first started from the draft. Like, Fofo opting into the Azir LeBlanc matchup was really, really brazen. But, you know, I guess he's confident. But this game turned really quickly into a Season 3 LCK-style game with basically nothing going on other than, like, the dances around objectives, but somebody out-leveraging, and then they can't force the fight. There was, like, I think there was, like, literally, like, two kills through, like, 29 minutes in this game or something crazy like that. So we didn't get our first real team fight until about 29, 30 minutes into the game. And um, WE won it and flipped it into a Baron. Used that to get top inhibitor, get priority for the six Dragon. OMG already had three at that point. They were going for Soul. Cube whiffed a Rumble ult in that setup. OMG had to back off. A few minutes later, WE overforced really hard in OMG's topside jungle. Looked like it might have been a mistake. Backed off. Used Super Minions their advantage to take out the second inhibitor. So they had top and mid down through a wedge. Really, really well played and disciplined for this early in the season. Um, on the way out of the base, though, OMG tried to force a fight to get them before they buy and use all that gold. Um, they didn't get it, so the reset happens. Uh, once the reset happened, they went to go to second Baron. Hang got picked off because Fofo was splitting in the bottom lane. It was like a 4v5, so they, he got like double-chained by LeBlanc, and they just killed him. Um, OMG picked up Baron for that. WE's traded it for Chem Soul. <laughs> this this game just went on. At this point, we're like 40-something minutes into this game. WE ended up sieging. They got a massive Aphelio assault. I thought that was going to be game because he literally took the health, half the health bars of like four people. And he they just didn't because they couldn't overforce into the base. They didn't really have a great way to engage. Uh Xinxiao engage is very, very strong, but like at the very, very late game where everyone's full build and everything, he just gets popped. So it's kind of tough. And um, so they couldn't really force. They got all that damage down, but they couldn't really do anything. And so they went to rotate to take the third inhibitor bottom. OMG sold out. Ended up just getting a huge... They, they ended up just killing him. Like, they ended up getting a couple kills... TPing two to the base and ending the game on that. It was like a really, really bizarre. I don't know. I, I this looked to me like WE's game is a game to lose for like huge swaths of it, and with Aphelios in his ear at full build, like that's all the scaling you could ever want. But they just couldn't really end it because their engage was a little bit too ticky tacky. Like they didn't have like a hard go button, so it was really. I mean. Jin Zhao is, but again, like I said, it's it's harder for him later in the game. Just a really, really weird game. OMG played it super disciplined. I thought WB played it pretty disciplined too. WB probably win this game 90% of the time. It was just one of those really weird, fluky, botched fights that ended up losing it for them. And game two was basically one-way traffic in this one. So 
Well done, OMG. Got the 2-0. Glad I leaned WE and didn't end up playing it. The next series was Anyone's Legend against FPX, the completely retooled Anyone's Legend organization. Um, pick up the 2-0 here. Uh, we had Fun Plus Moneyline plus 114. I mentioned yesterday that it was fairly speculative. So, um, really interesting. We got we got the Swain bottom from Duck Dom, like Swain Pike bottom, which was super interesting. But Hope and Kyle just completely dominated this match. I, I mean, really, anyone's legend dominated the first game. Wasn't particularly close. Second game was a little bit more back and forth, but again, Hope and Kyle just tremendously fed. I tried to tell people. I mean, it's only one series, but I tried to tell people. I if if Lehens and Mako weren't free agents this year, like this off season, I think Kyle would have been the best support free agent in the world. And because he was on Sandbox, nobody wants to talk about it, and it's because it was his first year, and nobody wants to talk about it. He was incredible on that team. Most of their wins were derived from him, and I think he's going to be an elite support player for a long time, or at least this year, you know, the near future, I should say. You never know in League of Legends, but uh, again, Hope and Kyle just carried this series. Um, game one was kind of everybody. Game two was definitely more on them, so... Well done to anyone's legend. Um, that retold lineup had a good start. All right, for the Wednesday slate, we have LCK and LPL. I'm going to do the LCK first here. We have week two, day one. On the Patreon, you can check out. I mentioned, I did some bigger picture thoughts on you know um, derivative markets like dragons and towers, kill totals, stuff like that. I mentioned some overall averages, and, and I put uh, week one power ratings up as well. Obviously, grain of salt two matches of data for all these teams doesn't really mean all that much but just you know you can kind of see the everything developing it's good to see um the first match we have tomorrow is fear x plus 603 on the money line plus 1.5 maps at plus 163 the minus 1.5 is at plus 1406 against hama life esports minus 921 minus 1.5 maps at minus 200 so again grain of salt if you look just at the data this is an absolute slam dunk fear x spot they have side choice. This is a huge price. The thing is, this is how my life esports against the team that they're better than. And we know how this goes. They almost always beat the teams they're better than and struggle with the elite teams. So anytime you're going to consider backing a dog against how my life esports, you really got to ask yourself if the price is right. I actually think the price is right here. And I'm going to say why in a second, but... This is a big enough price, and I think Fearx have shown you enough that I'm actually going to take a stab on this. I'm going to play map one Fearx plus 8.5 kills at minus 105 for 1.05 units, and then I'm going to put 0.2 units on the Fearx money line at plus 603. It's only a four-game sample, but Hama haven't really been blowing the doors off early in most of their games. They're playing kind of like the slow grinded-out game, the slow grinded-out wait-for-you-to-make-mistake kind of game, which I have a beef with, but you know I've talked about that enough. They've only really had one significant gold lead so far this season, and th they've had a couple games where they're actually just like at zero at 20 minutes. They're not building leads on people. They're just kind of like hanging around waiting for people to screw up. Firex, I think, can keep this close, and they've been getting off to good starts in games. They're a perfect 4 for 4 on first blood. Um, they're having decent leads early in games. Their economy actually looks pretty good under the hood when you look at it, even if you adjust it for the wins. And, um, 
you know, I'm not going to back that first blood bet, even though they're perfect four for four. Hamwa have a three for four as well. So don't just blind bet first blood. I actually don't hate that look, but I'm opting for something else. Um, I just think it's worth. This is, I think the price is actually right to take a shot on Hamwa life against Hamwa life. And I, I don't, I try not to do this too often because I know this team and I know that they are just better than a lot of these other teams, but I think the price is right here. So I played that one. Next up, we have Kwangdong Freaks plus three seventy eight. The plus on the money line, the plus one point five maps is at plus one seventeen. The minus one point five is at plus one thousand and four. Against KT Rolster, minus five nineteen. Minus one point five maps at minus one forty one. Plus one point five at minus eighteen oh four. So, before the season started, in my outrights and my league overview article, I voiced concern about this new look KT Rolster lineup. I just think it had a lot of volatility and was a pretty big downgrade from the previous iteration and that the market wasn't pricing that in. KT looks pretty good in their first outing against FearX, but again, that FearX lineup was newly assembled day one. All sorts of weird stuff happens. They come into their next match against D-plus Kia. They looked well on their way to getting completely wrecked by D-plus Kia. They got stomped in game one and they were down pretty big in game two. But D-plus managed to throw it, and um, KT brought it back in game two. And then I don't know if it was just tilt, but they had a really – it's not always tilt this early in the season. But KT had a really good game three, and they flipped what was looking on its way to a 2-0 for D-plus into a 2-1 win. So, yeah, KT are 4-1 in games right now, and I honestly don't think they've had particularly good – under the hood metrics in any of these games. They've looked they looked pretty good in that first series. I give them credit for that, but it's weird. You so you, they're I think a candidate that's due for regression. Kwangdong have started 0 and 4, but they've had to face T1 and Hama Life. And really besides that first game 1 blowout against T1, the other games they've played have been more or less even through 20. They've even had, you know, moderate leads in a couple of these. Now part of that's how Hama Life play. But they actually had a moderate lead on T1 through 20 in their second game. And their underlying economy metrics are surprisingly good. And that's not just relative to an 0-4 team. Like, even, like, adjusted, it's good. Like, they're good metrics. So I think this team, they're a team that I think might be a candidate for positive regression. Now, dogs don't typically fare well in the LCK. They haven't really been doing well yet this season either. But I think you're kind of buying the bottom on Kwangdong and selling the top on KT at the same time here, it's like a double swing. And those are spots that you want to put yourself in as, as a handicapper. So I'm going to take a shot here on Kwangdong double dog day. What could possibly go wrong in the LCK? This, this might be an O for tomorrow, but we'll see. I think the prices are right to take a couple shots at these. So I played map one Kwangdong plus seven and a half kills. That's an alt kill spread at plus one Oh seven for one unit. The plus eight, eight and a half is okay at like minus 110 or better, but I didn't see any of those, so I'd rather take the 7.5. And, um, and then I played uh, a quarter unit, 0.25 units on the Kwangdong money line at plus 378. All right, moving on to the LPL for Wednesday morning. This is week one, day three. Uh, the first match we have is Ninjas in Pajamas, minus 417 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at minus 135, plus 1.5 at minus 979. Against LGD Gaming, plus 315 on the money line. Plus 1.5 maps at plus 111, minus 1.5 at minus, or plus 633. Uh, NIP reworked lineup. They're starting Shanji, Aki, Rookie, Fodic, and Juo tomorrow. LGD, a lot of holdovers, a lot of um, the same guys. 
but they switched up some. Um, they switched topside a little bit, so they're gonna, they're going to run Bertle, Meteor, High Chow, Kepler, and Jinjiao tomorrow. So the market likes this NIP lineup quite a bit. They had a lot of um, steam in the outrights market. A lot of people betting them. The number was pretty long at first. I missed it before I got my articles out, but I know it was pretty short before then. I believe they ended up being like the sixth favorite to win. Um, they like this NIP lineup. I also like this NIP lineup. I love this rebuild. I think it's a strong looking lineup to me. So I figured they'd be really, really overpriced for a while, but, and they might be, we'll see, but this is kind of a combination of, I think I like Bertle and Meteor a lot, but th this LGD lineup didn't really change all that much. The staff didn't really change all that much. And I, I they kind of look like just a bottom four team again. Like this team is perpetually just terrible. And I think they might be, I mean, there will be a chance to buy low on them, but this looks like a bottom four, one of the worst lineups in the LPL this season for me. And NIP look like one of the best ones. They're probably going to challenge for a top five spot. So I'm actually just going to lay the one and a half maps for minus 135 one point, for 1.35 units to win one. So yeah, I don't know. Don't, don't overcomplicate this one. I, I think, I'll pay. I'll. I will pay to see LGD beat me on this one. If they do, then that's cool. But I think you're not going to see very many prices to sweep LGD by good teams that are near even money for the rest of the season. And if they prove me wrong, then that's cool. So be it. Next up, we have Ultra Prime plus one eighty one on the money line, plus one point five maps at minus one seventy seven, minus one point five maps at plus four fifty nine versus Invictus Gaming minus two twenty four on the money line, minus one point five maps at plus one forty five, plus one point five at minus six fifty six. Ultra Prime, kind of a reworked lineup here too. We have Decade Hacker, Uekai, Doggo, and Jue, um, all guys that have played in the LPL before. Uh, and Doggo has played in other leagues as well. Um, guys that have been hit or miss. Decade had his first year last year. Uh, actually, he came from LGD. So really, really highly touted prospect Decade was. Didn't really show all that much last year. Um, Invictus are running uh, Yushinomi, Tianzen, Kryon. Uh, a new AD carry. Um, or actually, he's not new. I forget. I think we saw him a little bit last year. Uh, Zhao Shui. Um, and Wink at support. So IG brought, uh, they added to their coaching staff, retained a lot of the guys, switched up uh, a couple things, but for the most part are running it back. I expressed some concern about this meta might not be particularly good for them, big picture. Um, it's not exactly a top carry meta. And you should, I mean, here's the thing though. If anyone is going to prove that, like Adam style in the LPL, it's going to be You Should Know Me and this Invictus team. I just question whether or not the new coaching staff is going to take the same approach that the last one did and kind of play through him. Or if the new head coach, Loon, is going to kind of do something different and just kind of leverage him as an advantage. So that'll be interesting to see. To me, I, I this is another one where I just think, like, I don't even like Invictus that much. I think this team was way overrated last year. But I think Ultra Prime just looked like a really bad lineup to me. Like, that. I don't know, maybe they won't be a dumpster fire tier. Like, upside might be challenging for a playoff spot. But, I don't know. And this this might end up being stupid. But I'm going to, I did a split stake Invictus money line minus 224 to win half a unit. So, 1.12 units. And Invictus minus one and a half mass at plus 145 for a quarter unit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, 
you usually just want to fade the bottom of the table, and I'm not even optimistic about this Invictus team, but Ultra Prime and LGD look really, really rough to me. Uh, Ultra Prime, LGD, and Rare Adam look pretty unexciting to me. OMG ended up winning this morning. They looked good, but I am not optimistic about that lineup either. And there's a couple other ones I'll, I'll bring up as we go through the league this uh, this week. But yeah, so just to recap, our plays for the day, we played Ninjas in Pajamas, uh, minus 1.5 mass at minus 135 for 1.35 units. We played Invictus Moneyline, minus 224 for 1.12 units. Invictus minus 1.5 maps at plus 145 for 0.25 units. And in the LCK, we played uh, Fearx, uh, Map 1 Fearx plus 8.5 kills at minus 105 for 1.05 units. Fearx Moneyline at plus 603 for 0.2 units. And then the second match, we played Kwangdong Map 1, plus 7.5 kills at plus 107 for one unit. And Kwangdong Moneyline, plus 378 for 0.25 units. That's all for today. Don't forget to like, uh, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Leave a review, and I will see you guys tomorrow.